Hi, I'm Ben Harper. Hey, this is Brad Lukowicz. Hey, this is Lou Temple. You know me as Axel on The Walking Dead. This is Smooth Bessa Henderson. Hi, this is William Duvall, singer of Alice in Chains. Hi, this is Jim Cuddy from Blue Rodeo. Hi, I am Zach Wood. Hey, guys, it's Alexis Adoria, seven-time NHRA national event champion. Hey, what's going on? This is Bubbles. This is Ricky. This is Julian. And you're listening to the Toddcast Podcast, baby. <laughs> you know how sometimes in life you, you meet a friend and, and you just know that they're going to be your buddy till the end like even if you don't talk to them for a couple three years life just kind of has a way of slipping by doesn't it it's a month becomes two becomes four becomes a year but time really just doesn't matter the next time you see that friend you get on like it's been a day well that's how i feel about sportsnet 650 host and the play-by-play commentator for ea sports nhl 2021 james sabolski he and i have known each other for about 20 years And from the get-go, he's just been a beauty. Originally, we'd met through the broadcast industry. I hosted Fox's afternoon show, uh, 99.3 The Fox, here in Vancouver for about 12 years. And at the start, when James, I think he was working for The Score, I believe at the time, he'd jump on my show and we'd talk sport. You name it, we covered it. We talked hockey and football, basketball, golf, and tennis. He's got one of the best sports minds in the country, in my opinion. And he's a guest this week. He was the sporting guest in our first podcast back in 2015. So it's been a few years. I mean, we've talked since the first podcast appearance, but you know what I mean. Joining Seaball this week is model and golf influencer Katie Carney. And you'll hear from this week's musical guest in just a second. Coming up in about maybe 15 minutes in Listen to This, Big Rec singer Ian Thornley talks about being influenced by Queen early on in life and the impact that their Live 885 performance had on him. That is powered by our friends at Tedco RV Supplies in Langley, RV Service and Repair, ICBC accredited. Find them online at tedcorvsuppliesinc.com. First, our first guest of three, this week's musical guest, is Bad Cop, Bad Cop singer Jenny Cotterell. It's brought to you by Pineapple Sound, a recording and mixing studio in Langley since 2013. They also welcome podcasts and voiceover actors and a bunch more. Check them out through pineapplesound.com. A Bad Cop, Bad Cop is an awesome all-girl punk band from California. They are signed with Fat Records. It only took Fat Mike about a week after seeing them live to get them signed. 2021 is actually their 10 years as a band, and you got to love their story. Four friends banging it out, bassist Jen Carlson starting the band with guitarist Stacey Lee, drummer Myra Galarza, and this week's guest, singer-guitarist Jenny Cotterell. Now, Jen Carlson actually left the band shortly after recording their first demos called Get Rad, and Lynn Lee is now in the band, and you Gotta love their name. Bad cop, bad cop. There's no good cop in sight. Great little play on words. They're four EPs and three full-length albums deep. Their latest called The Ride was released last year. And you can hear the full conversation through our iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and YouTube accounts right now. Search it out through Toddcast Podcast. In the meantime, here's 10 minutes with bad cop, bad cop singer, guitarist, Jenny Cotterell. The Toddcast Podcast. I would love to go back... Jenny, before you were in any bands at all, oh. I want to go back to the beginning and what is the music being played in your house as a kid? What are the bands your parents are playing a ton? Okay. My mom loves Motown. Um, so that was like, that's like all she wants to listen to. And my dad was really into like yellow and, um, like, you know, like pretty good 70s, 80s rock. And then like, I don't think anybody escaped Hall and Oates at that point. <laughs> um, I, I was born in 82, you know what I mean? Like if you, right. that's what there is. Not a lot of like pop stuff, um, which is like a detriment to me in any kind of pub trivia situation. But otherwise, I don't really mind missing that. Um, so yeah, like a lot of rock stuff. And then I think the... Motown and oldies, like we, I grew up in Michigan a lot of my youth. And so like the oldies stations all around the world play different things, um, which is like one of my favorite things about traveling is like, what do you play? I don't know. My, my parents weren't like big audiophiles or anything. Um, Interesting. Yeah. They, I mean, they're like, they're so nice and they're super supportive, but I think this was not like 
I'm not like Stacy, like whose dad is a fucking musician, and it was like he's just waiting for her to give a shit right, and right. tell her everything. You know what I mean? Like so, um, I do have like a lot of my dad's records because like he doesn't have a record player anymore, and every time I go home, I'm like, oh, I'll just take these too. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. You don't need those. You don't even have a record player. Yeah, anymore. yeah. No, and he's like, oh, you like Jackson Brown? I'm like, yes. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so growing up in Michigan, then it must have been a lot of uh, like Bob Seeger must have been pretty big. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. From Detroit, isn't he? Is he not? I think he is. Yeah. There's like, um, there's always like, uh, you see like a nice cool house and somebody in town is like, yeah, somebody from Bob Seeger's band lives there. And it's like, I don't know if that's true. <laughs> like, Sounds good. Let's say it is. Yeah. Sure. yeah. <laughs> and, and what was the first concert that you went to? Oh my gosh. Uh, the, I remember going to like little shows at this place called Pharaoh's golden cup, which was like a coffee house in a strip mall in like Westland or something. Mm. Um, I don't remember what came first. My brother and I both kind of like got a hold of those like comps, which is, I think was like pre-internet. That's how kids got music because they were cheap. And that's why people my age like fat records and, um, so we, I know we, we went to see like Good Riddance was probably the first like touring band we saw there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I remember a friend of mine for his birthday, Eric Holiday, um, wanted to go see the Mighty Mighty Boston's and I was like, okay. So like yeah. we went and Swing and Utters opened and I was like, this band is fucking amazing. <laughs> like, cool. So yeah, that was the first record I bought with my money. Was like the, it's a, a juvenile product of the working class, which is just kind of funny. I know it's not like a, some people have like the very romantic and articulate and like well researched. Like it was this, but it's like I don't really have that. That's no. okay. Other things have been romantic in my life. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I would love to get uh, a little bit past um, you know the music and, and what you're known for. Okay. Of course, as soon as I mentioned that you were going to be a guest, I got a bunch of bad cop, bad cop band questions. Oh, cool. What are you currently binge watching? Don't laugh, but uh, Bob Ross. <laughs> nice. Happy little cloud. <laughs> He's amazing. He's so good. Like he, I remember as a little kid watching him thinking like art is easy. Oh my God. Because he's a Zen like master too. It's like, just, yeah. Um, yeah, I love that. At first I was like, this is just like mellow and I can kind of chill out. But I feel like I do kind of learn things from him. Not that I have ever actually painted along with him, but like just seeing what he's doing and like, he just keeps it loose and like, it's meditative painting. Totally. And I think that would be, like if there was a jumbotron that I had control of, I would probably put that on, you know, for most people, like everybody just take a minute and appreciate this. Um, I, I love the midnight gospel. I like, am so blown away by the timing of that landing being very helpful. And I love cartoons and animation. I should say animation because I feel like I don't really love anything that's a cartoon, but it's like the artist unbelievable and like the the message is like i mean the audio is doing one thing and the art is doing 19 other things and so like you can watch it a bunch of different times but i think talking about mindfulness and like you know spiritual things right now is pretty important so i feel like and don't take this the wrong way I, I feel like that if you were to get a voiceover agent you could get a ton of <laughs> like animation reads oh i would i i'm down just it, put it, this out here on your podcast it, sound, you, it sounds like <laughs> you could be a character in an animated cartoon oh i please, please don't take that the wrong no way. i love that i love cartoons i i know Same. i have a weird Same. voice <laughs> um yeah no i love it i i want that job i'll do it <laughs> all right uh shane wants to know what are no this is a fuck this is a hard question what are the three albums that you would need on a deserted island? All right. There's this album by Sweet Spirit called Kokomo, which I think it's amazing to name your album Kokomo when the Beach Boys album Kokomo exists. 
Um, But that's a perfect album. Okay. Um, And I think probably This Year's Model by Elvis Costello. Um, I have been trying to get Elvis Costello on this podcast for like five years. I, I know his booking agent, the guy that does all his like, you know, shows and shit. <laughs> and I'm always like, fuck, dude, come on, man. You come know, on. I'll give him a good interview. I'll make sure it's promoted a ton. Like, wow. On. He's like, dude, he doesn't do interviews, man. Are you kidding me? I, yeah, he's Elvis so busy. He, like, he doesn't need to either. No. You know what I mean? It's like, what press? No is need. Gonna, you know, like. No need. Yeah, he's. No. He's, he's out of the atmosphere. Um, I hope you get him, though, just because, like, I be that's right. a person who I, I think I own more albums by Elvis than anybody else. Um, yeah. Good call, and, by the way, on the Deserted Island album. Yeah. Thank Great you. Call. Um, I might choose True Stories by Talking Heads, too. That might be my other one. Um, and, and that's kind of a double whammy because there's a version of that that came from the movie. So it's like the, the soundtrack versions of those songs and like, they're equally cool and kind of more ambient. I don't know. So those are my picks. Interesting. Uh, Troy wants to know what's your favorite superhero and your favorite superhero movie? Um, well, I love Wonder Woman. Yeah. It took some time for her to get a movie. Yeah, I know. We saw that on tour too. It was, um, so I did love that one. I think that's probably my pick. The scene where they opened up on the island and on all the women were like training. Um, I started crying. I didn't mean to. I just started crying. I was like, I've never seen this before. Like, you know what I mean? So many women and doing something powerful instead of like, like you see, anytime you see lots of women in a movie, they're just being hot. You know what I mean? And it's like, look at all these women, you know? um, So, yeah, that's probably my pick. But I'm not – I don't see a lot of movies. I'm kind of a wiener like that. I'm sorry. It's all right. If if anybody has recommendations, I'm super into it. Which superpower would you want to have? Ooh, shit. (laughs) Right? Too many. I don't know. It might be nice to, like, get somebody to calm down. You know what I mean? Like, get in there and be like, Let's think clearly. Maybe, you know, empathy. Really that that might be right like now. the power of empathy or something. Right? Like that, you know? Just give it to someone. Totally. Like just yeah, chill. Yeah. Have a Snickers, all right? And just chill out. Yeah, have a Snickers. Yeah. Snickers, chill, everything. Yeah. <laughs> um, Dave wants to know, do you think that aliens have visited Earth? Yeah. Why not? Why not? Right? You Why know? Not? <laughs> you don't? No, I, I, I think that people, I think that not only have they visited Earth, but I think that they live among us. Yeah, I like that one. I don't think they live, I mean, I don't know. I, I think they've been here, um, I, and that's just, you know, I'm sort of like a hopeful, like, why not? Why couldn't that have happened? You know, kind of person, and also like just the size of the universe it would be silly if we were the only thing or if we thought we were the only thing happening. So yeah. Plus like runes, you know, fucking explain these runes to me. Totally. Right. (laughs) The the, the pyramids and how all the things line up along the world on the same exact point. And like, how the fuck did that happen? How How? did that happen? Tell me now. Yeah. Musical guests of the Toddcast podcast are powered by Pineapple Sound, providing recording and mixing services for a wide range of artists and genres since 2013. Check them out at pineapplesound.com. Good up in my 
If you listen to any Canadian rock station across Canada, you'll end up hearing Big Wreck. Any station worth their salt plays them, a staple of Canadian rock radio, you might say. Their singer Ian Thornley was born and raised in Toronto, studied jazz at Boston's Berklee College of Music, started Big Wreck in 1993. It wasn't very long before they were signed to a U.S. recording deal with Atlantic Records. And the last time that Ian was a guest of the podcast, he's been on a couple times, we talked about how he was bitten by the music bug early on in life, how he saw Bruce Springsteen at the age of 10, the shows that he was binge-watching at the time, how the music of Supertramp is one of his earliest musical memories. We talked about legalized marijuana, Zeppelin came up, so did Inspiration, and Queen's influence and their live aid performance from back in 1985. Listen to this. Queen. Great band. Uh, Have you seen the Queen, uh, uh, what is it called? Uh, it's a Bohemian I watched Rhapsody. It, yeah, I watched it a couple days ago, yeah. yeah. I, mean, I thought he did a great job, the uh, Remy. Uh, amazing. Uh, I thought he, yeah. yeah. You know, it was, he had the, the sort of the body language and the, you know, he really did, did Freddie justice. Um, yeah, I, I, and I've just, you know, I've been a huge fan of of them for forever. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember, I actually remember when I was a kid watching the, watching that Live Aid performance mm. and just being bowled over by by Queen's performance in particular and, and the Dire Straits one as well. I just, I was mesmerized by, by Nothing's guitar playing. But yeah, that was, uh, that was a big moment. Listen to this on the Toddcast podcast is brought to you by Tedco RV Supplies in Langley, an ICBC-approved repair shop. Find them online at tedcorvsuppliesinc.com.
band is called Collision Course, and their song is Run. Looking forward to hearing more stuff out of that camp. A nice intro to the band, a great song from them. Played you Johnny Rath, and that's their new song called In the Ducks, and another song that sadly local Vancouver rock stations haven't jumped on. I don't do this very often, bag on radio on this podcast, as I think it just kind of looks bad on me, with people thinking that I'm just bitter after 20 years of having a radio career and getting shown the corporate door for no good reason, except that I, they deemed that I made too much money. But what radio needs to do right now is write the ship by playing step one, local bands that fit the format and rule and promote their local shows. Get the local scene working for you. Build the buzz around the bands that make your scene. Get the bands talking about your station, their fans, followers, and friends talking about your station, listening to your station, but I digress. What do I know? I'm just a podcast host. Okay, Todd's Trolls is coming up in just a bit. The stupid, mean, hurtful, but the truly funny things that people say to what you post, what you see online. This week, the Pretty Reckless, the new movie Land, and the Biathlon World Championships share that spotlight, powered by our buddies at the garage games and geekery in maple ridge your place to play warhammer DD, and a bunch more check them out through garagegames.ca first let's get to the second of three podcast guests this week our sporting guest longtime friend of the podcast canadian sports broadcaster james sabulski now of course you'll know james as part of the starting lineup on sportsnet 650 here in vancouver you'll also recognize him because he's been in front of the TV. He's a former TV sportscaster and a reporter for Sports Central on TSN. He was on Sportsnet Pacific. He co-hosted Sportsnet Central with Carolyn Cameron. You may remember Seaball's work with the 2010 Winter Olympics. He got a Gemini Award nomination for Best Sports Reporting because of it. You might add that the following year, he won the Gemini Award for Best Sports Feature for his story about the relationship between Terry Fox and Jay Triano. The kid is one of the best in the biz. No question. And a couple years back now, Sabolski replaced Mike Emmerich as the play-by-play commentator for the EA Sports' NHL franchise. Starting with 2020, you'll love this part of the conversation, talking about getting the gig and all of the hours needed to execute a voiceover for a major league sports game. Super interesting. The full talk is definitely worth hearing. Search it out through Toddcast Podcast on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube. Till you hear that, here's 10 minutes with Sportsnet 650 morning host and the play-by-play commentator for EA Sports NHL 2021, James Sabolski. The Toddcast Podcast. Who is your favorite NHL goaltender? Right now? Yeah. Carey Price. Oh. I'm still I'm still a Carey Price guy. I mean, I, you know, I'll never forget with uh, the World Juniors were here in Vancouver in 2006. And in that December in training camp, Carey Price was one of the goalies and he had just been drafted fifth overall by the Montreal Canadiens and Price got cut. That was the year if people remember it was Justin Pogge who stole the show for Team Canada here in Vancouver. And so here was Carey Price and I'll never forget sitting in the lobby at the uh, at the Weston um, Bayshore by the uh, waterfront um, out by uh, Coal Harbor. And there was a bunch of the team that had just taken their team pictures. They all kind of had their Team Canada warm-ups. And I remember a handful of the kids who had been cut and Carey Price was one of them. And I just remember like the kids are all kind of sitting there quietly and, and Price just kind of said it to whoever was within earshot to listen. But he just kind of said, I'm going to come back here next year and I'm going to dominate. Like you just said, it's so matter of factly, like, you know, basically like, fuck this, this sucks. I'm coming back next year and I'm going to own this thing. And you know what? A year later we went to Lexan, Sweden. And that was the Carey Price and Jonathan Tave show where he put on a, put on a classic and, you look at how his career skyrocketed to where I think there were some people when he got taken fifth overall thinking, man, that's a reach to take a goalie that high and him. And you know what? He went from gold at the world juniors into later that spring going to the American hockey league. You think about that as a teenager and 
dominates and takes the Hamilton Bulldogs, American Hockey League, the, the Habs farm team, to the Calder Cup and they win the championship. So he's got world junior gold and he backstops a pro hockey team to the championship. And then the next season, there he is with the Montreal Canadiens. And here we are in 2021. Like, look, I think the Habs have kind of, you know, been up and down over the last few years. And I get the price hasn't won a cup yet, but I'll tell you what, if the fate of the world is on the line right now and I need a goaltender, I'll take Carey Price as my guy right now. What's your take on the fake crowd noise? I hated the concept of it. Same. I, I hated the concept of it, but it actually has won me over in a big way, um, the approach of it. And I think soccer nailed it. You know, if you watch some of the European broadcasts, I think they've really done a nice job in terms of blending in some of the crowd chanting and the humming and the applause. And, and just, I really think it's been seamless. I think when you look at what they've done with the UFC to not have any crowds and just go in a more intimate setting, I think the UFC has been great. Um, football's been pretty good. You know, I think football's been pretty good. And, and I think the NHL has been all right. It was interesting. The league, and I, I, I don't know the full details of it, but I know that the NHL reached out to the EA Sports NHL broadcast team and to ask for some advice how to approach you know, the NHL's return to play in the bubble in Edmonton and Toronto last year with the crowd noise. And they, tr and, and I think one of the pieces of advice that the EA sports team had suggested to the NHL is treat it like a neutral site game, right? So treat it as a, you know, a neutral crowd. So anytime there's a goal, everybody's cheering. There's cheers for the crowd, for the home team, the cheers for the away team. You just treat it more a neutral site. And I, I think I'll say this, I've, I've liked it way more than I thought I would when it came to the piped in crowd noise. Cause I, my first thought was, Oh my God, this is terrible. What a cheesy it, idea. It was, it, it totally, I was like, no, I do not like this idea. And you know yeah. what, the more I watched and we've got some, man, we've got some really talented people in this industry. And I think it's really been on display. And I don't know if they've got enough credit for what they've done for the audio technicians and engineers over the last year when it comes to sports and the return to play. Yeah. Yeah. Well said. I, I guess I, I am like coming around yeah. to it, but uh, yeah. man, I tell you, I fucking hated it for the longest of time. The, 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 the theory of it, I hated. Yeah. But the execution of it has been, it's been pleasant for me. Oh, my uh, second question. My, uh, my eldest James. Hi James. He wants to know what is your favorite sport? You know, that's a great question, man. I, I mean, I, it's funny. I probably would lean towards, I guess, hockey nowadays. Um, I was such an NFL guy growing up. I mean, I, I, I like to consider myself a sports fan. Um, I guess if you got to pin me down to one, I'll go with hockey, but I, uh, I just love to kind of, I always thought of myself as a well-rounded guy, like, man, the NBA finals, I just, there's nothing better for me. You know, when, when you got two great teams matching up in a seven game series in basketball, um, I love, there's no team I'm probably more passionate about than the Chicago bears at this stage of my life in the national football league. And to go to Chicago and finally as a fan, after all these years to soldier field about a year and a half ago was unbelievable. Um, but I guess I'd probably say hockey. What was the music like in the Sabelski house as a kid growing up? What are your parents playing? What do you, what do you be influenced by as a little tyke? Well, you know, my parents always had 580 CFRA on in the house growing up in Ottawa. And that was just, that was their brand. And we went from listening. It was an all hit station when I was little. And it went from all hit radio to oldie station to talk radio but we were kind of an all over the map like my mom loved i mean she kind of loved her pop music and disco um my dad loved his elvis presley and uh motown and my and my older sister she was about six years older than me so kind of early 80s if she was big into mod if you remember that or, or new yeah. wave uh and punk so i was definitely an all over the map i mean as a kid i i mean I think everybody on the planet loved Michael Jackson as a kid, yeah. but you know, I absolutely love the Motown sound. 
love the doo-wop. Um, and so definitely there was a lot of, I guess, oldies, the oldie station was definitely large and in charge. So a lot of fifties and sixties, you know, folk country, that sort of, you know, Johnny Cash and Marty Robbins that my dad would always be whistling or Waylon Jennings and, and that sort of element. And then I kind of had the, the influence from my sister who kind of taught me to keep it real with a little bit of uh, adamant um, or madness with our house. And, and somewhere along the way, I, I took, I took my love of Motown and Michael Jackson and what my sister was digging and my parents and, and kind of created my own sort of taste, which is that eclectic hodgepodge of anything that ranges from public enemy to guns and roses to the Foo Fighters to Kendrick Lamar and to the uh, soundtrack of Frozen. Yeah. You were saying the last time, I think you were getting a little bit into jazz, you were saying. Yeah. Well, you know, I'll tell you what I, I'm a big, I love horns. Same. I like, I, I just, I love horns. And There's a, so pause for, a, second. There, for yeah. a, a local band in Vancouver with horns, check out a band called small town artillery. Fucking great band. Small town artillery. All right. Yeah. All right, I will check them out. Uh, you know, but like Nathaniel Rateliff, yeah, great, um, great and, and, and you know, and and to see what uh, like you know, just bringing in the horns, uh, you know, just love a song that gives me get, gets me hyped. I right, like twenty five or six to four, like you know, from Chicago, Chicago, yeah, you know, boom, you want to get me fired up? Just give me some horns. And and to this day, if if the kids aren't in the car and it's just Brenda and I driving and I'm just DJing and I'm riding shotgun. Like I will drive her fucking bananas because I'm just playing something loud. I'll put some Stevie wonder on or just something that's got some horns and just get, you know, the shimmy shake in the car and you know, yeah. all of it. That's uh, yeah. that's totally me. Uh, some harmonies, some harmonizing and some horns. You can't go wrong. Love it. What was your first concert? Maestro fresh West. That's right. You know, I think I did ask you last time about that. The Godfather of Canadian hip hop, which all, years later to be able to, uh, I, I um, helped organize a charity uh, event in support of um, relief for the Haiti earth, earthquake in 2010, and um, Maestro was part of it, and like totally, you know, I I, I would consider Stro a friend now, yeah, um, or Wes if you will, <laughs> but but at the time like to kind of just like. Oh my God, this is Maestro Fresh West. Like, oh, no, let your backbone slide. Oh, I'm like, you're trying to be cool. Like, you're trying to be cool, but, you know, just totally like, oh my God, it's Maestro. And yeah. um, Yeah. So I was definitely, yeah. um, That was, that was concert number one. That and probably, I think, uh, a live performance of today's special. (laughs) Right. If you remember that kids' TV series. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if that counts as a concert or not. Maybe. Music, sports, entertainment, lifestyle. You're listening to the Toddcast Podcast.
the Toddcast podcast is powered by Milano Coffee, bringing you the finest espresso and coffee concepts in the world. Online at milanocoffee.ca. A look at this week's keyboard warriors, Todd's Trolls, on the Toddcast podcast. And it doesn't matter where you surf. It's everywhere online. It's the garbage comments made to get a rise out of someone, no one, and nothing is safe. Take the Pretty Reckless. They've had four number one songs on the U.S. rock chart, and yet they still take heat. Their new album, Death by Rock and Roll, comes out this Friday, February 12th. Just because you can make music doesn't mean you should make music. The album title is super ironic. No doubt you'll want to kill yourself while listening. If people stopped listening to this garbage, they'd probably stop making albums. No offense, of course. Coming to theaters as of this weekend, Land, which stars Peter Seroff, Kim Dickens, Robin Wright, and an ensemble cast just too long to mention. It's about a woman on the brink of death and her search for the meaning of life in the vast and harsh American wilderness. Jeez, Hollywood, just pumping out them feel-good movies. Is it normal to want to hurl yourself off a building after watching a movie trailer? Just asking for a friend. See? Get a bunch of good actors together to make a movie, and it doesn't mean shit. And the Biathlon World Championships 2021 are scheduled to take place in Slovenia between February 9th today and the 21st. The biathlon, by the way, is that winter sport that combines cross-country skiing and rifle shooting. Wait, cross-country skiing and shooting a gun? The U.S. better win this or it's rigged. Whoever thought of combining skiing and shooting to create a sport probably smokes the best weed. If they were allowed to shoot random things along the way, sure, maybe then I'd watch. Maybe. Todd's Trolls on the Toddcast podcast is powered by The Garage, Games and Geekery, your place to play RPGs, board games, and Warhammer in Maple Ridge. Online at garagegames.ca.
If you're listening to this song going like, why do I recognize that guy's voice? Why do I know his voice? It's because it's Matt Wood, the drummer, singer of Pride Tiger, and his new project is called Good Is Gone, and a great song for those guys called Tall in the Saddle. That's just, in fact, one of Matt's new projects that he's working on lately. He's got another band called Worse that is super heavy as well. Good to see Matt continuing to crank out the music here. One of my favorite local voices for sure. And he's a super nice guy as well. You heard Brass Camel and their song was called Issues. And COVID kind of screwed up a show that we'd been planning with those guys. I think it was set for May or June of 2020. Really good band. Was excited for that one. And I'm sure that once the pandemic is under control and the government is allowing gatherings of 100 people plus, you'll probably see the podcast and Brass Camel join forces once again at the railway. Speaking of the live music, uh, if you're seeing a limited capacity show or maybe it's an indie live stream, let us know about it. And we'll post it at the indie scene at our website and maybe play a song or two to support the show on the podcast. The indie scene is brought to you by Mystic Rhythms Rehearsal Studios. 40 plus years experience in the music industry. You can find out more through mysticrhythms.ca. Okay, our final guest of this episode 238 is model and golf influencer Katie Carney. This week's entertainment guest brought to you by Tomes. If you're having trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep, let them help. Try the first week for free, absolutely free, at tomes.com. That's T-A-U-M-M-H-O-M-S.com. T-A-U-M-M-H-O-M-S.com. Katie Carney is well known for a couple of reasons. She's a model and a big golf influencer. She has a following of around a half a million people. Katie graduated from St. Louis University with a degree in journalism. And based on our conversation, you can expect and watch for her to become a golf presenter in the future. You'll see. Check out the full interview at our YouTube page. She's a natural. And I thought this was pretty cool. We talked about how her dad is a retired NFL linebacker. So she's been around pro sports since being just a little tyke. In fact, her her dad, who got her into golfing at a young age, she says in the Zoom that we did, uh, when I asked about her best round at golf, she goes, I'm I'm not very good. I think it's something like 85. I was like, what, 85? I think uh, I could golf every day for the next year and never hit 85. I'm happy to break 100 legitimately. This was a fun interview. Uh, She's committed and engaged to the conversation. It really does flow well. The the full talk is posted at our iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and YouTube accounts. Again, search it out through Toddcast Podcast. Till then, here's 10 minutes with model and golf influencer, Katie Carney. The Toddcast Podcast. Where did you spend uh, uh, Christmas and New Year's and all that? Um, So I'm originally from St. Louis. My dad played in the NFL for the St. Louis Cardinals. So my parents live there. So I always go back for Thanksgiving and for Christmas. Um, And usually my dad and I play golf every holiday. My poor mom. (laughs) What's your first memory of your dad playing football in the NFL? Um, You know, I was so young that I don't remember him playing vividly. But and I never really like I never really put two and two together, you know, that, oh, he's a NFL linebacker until I got into high school. And a lot of guys were like too afraid to date me and still are too afraid to date me. (laughs) And um, I'll never forget. I met um, this one guy and he was like, oh, your dad's killer Carney. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? I guess at one game, he clotheslined a guy before it was made illegal oh, and so. almost decapitated him. So his nickname was Killer Carney from there on out. Yeah. Wow. And how's his golf game compared to yours? Well, he's retired now, so he plays every day. Oh, he's got more time. Um, yeah. So he's good. But, I mean, he is like a big line linebacker. So he can crush it off the tee, but no idea where it's going to go. Oh, well, that's great. Yeah. Uh, how's the short game for you? Are you getting out more than normal right now? Or Right now, yeah. Um, my short game's actually been pretty good. I was fortunate enough to play Augusta a few weeks ago, and um, I played better on the par three than the, than the 
full course. Right, of course. <laughs> Which for That's me what is it's uncommon. about though too. Like if you don't have a good short game, fuck your game's done. Yeah. Do you play? I, you know, not really. I, I do, but uh, if I break a hundred, I'm like, whoa. <laughs> hey, that's good. Right. And that's legitimately good. break a hundred. I'm not like, there's yeah. no kick chips in my game. Right. It's like, see, I like that. There's lots Honestly. of beer. There's, there's a little bit of weed. Like, that's the thing. I would love to see the, you know, like tigers and, 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 and you know, all those of the worlds so that, you know, maybe playing like the boys do. Having right. a couple beers, having a couple joints. Let's see how they do. <laughs> I would like that too. Uh, when I play in the pro-ams with the guys, I'll like have a glass of wine in like a plas- in like a paper cup and stuff. And those are my most fun rounds. Those are my favorite of days. Those are the ones you're going to remember. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> or maybe not, depending on how far you go. Uh, so if if not for Tiger, and actually, do you do you think the Tiger is like the best of the last I don't know twenty years? If not Tiger, who is the best? Um, I mean, yeah, Tiger's from like back when I was a kid. That I mean, he was exactly. the legend. So I'm still on the Tiger train. I think I always will be. Um, and I actually I went to the Zozo Championship when they hosted it in Japan last year, and I got to walk with Tiger inside the ropes. And seeing how his presence affects people. I mean, he just walks into a room and it just stops. I don't know what it is, but he just has like that tiger effect. So that's really cool to see. So, I mean, I think as like the greatest athlete of all time, I mean, he's definitely top three in my opinion. Yeah. hundred percent. What's your best uh, round? What have you shot? Um, You know, I'm kind of, I would say like, mid 80s like I'm not like a pro golfer by any means so I do like brand endorsements I go to the courses I promote them play in the pro-ams um do a lot of like the celebrity charity events so for me it's ideal because I technically get paid whether I shoot you know 72 or 102 right you get paid to show up yeah you're like a comedian yeah you know i'm not gonna i might be funny but i'm fucking in the building the bills (laughs) depends if i'm hungover or what (laughs) totally and are there any other sports that you like almost as much as golf to play or to watch i mean i love to watch hockey yeah um it's definitely my favorite sport which is your team the blues Okay, so, so they're a good team. You, you get to you get to follow a good team. Canucks out of the gate, we're stumbling. One yeah. win, three losses already. Like, damn it. <laughs> yeah, this is yeah. such a weird year too. Because I mean, it's such a it's such a compact season. Um, but I'm glad it's back. It's been yeah. really fun. What do you think of the like? Are you watching? Right, you're watching on TV. What do you think of the fake crowd noise? Pisses me. I off. think it's so weird it's so cheese like i agree it's kind of like the cardboard cutouts they do like i think those are so cheesy like just let it be it's not helping like i think that katie the funny thing is is like and they're missing this the producers are missing like i have no tv experience i have just 25 years of radio but like my mind works in the like they're missing the only chance to do what they're able to do right now with nobody. Like that's the unique thing. Don't make it seem like it's normal hockey. Like they're going to look back and go, yeah, we fucked that up. Yeah, absolutely. There's so many different opportunities they can do with it right now. They could even just get like, you know, 50 fans spread them out and then mic them up and get their reactions or whatever, you know, get some comedians get anything like they have such a missed opportunity right now and then just like throw cardboard cutouts and like fake cheering it's yeah the the fake cheering is just it's just too much are you a big mma fight fan are you gonna watch the mcgregor poirier fight coming up Uh, this weekend you know just this year i so i went to one ufc fight at madison square garden and it was really cool i actually got to go with Robert O'Neill, who was on the SEAL team that shot Bin Laden. So I was like, whoa, nervous, but also felt very safe. But I was also like, uh, if some if somebody's coming after him, I'm sitting right next to him. Yeah, so totally. that was really, really cool. So anyways, that's I crazy. Into- did, did he talk to you about 
the bin Laden thing much or? He, so he catches a lot of uh, criticism because he will go and talk about it. And he's, he wrote a book and he has another book coming out this summer. Yeah, like, and why I mean, you talk he'll about do that though. Like, uh, yeah. why did he get flack for that? That's. I guess there's something with the seals that it, you're, it's like a forbidden. So the other three guys who are on his team, I guess there's a big issue between them because Robert is very vocal about it. Which uh, I mean, if I sh it was it capable, if I was the one that did that, I would be vocal about it too. That's such a badass thing. Totally. So yeah, it's an it's an interesting situation. But to go back to your question, so yes, I'm I'm watching UFC now, and I'm definitely excited for that fight. Yeah, who do you think takes it? I've always pulled for McGregor. Yeah, but I just like him. He he's such a good fighter. Yeah. And you know, Poirier, I think he's moved so much since that last fight. But also, so has McGregor. Yeah. Like, he dismantled. Did you see the, the Cowboy Cerrone fight? It was like Cowboy freaking no, Cerrone, and he just destroyed him. Yeah, I think it'll be a really fun fight. It will be, yeah. How old were you when you started modeling? How, and what was, the, what was the first, uh, like, how old were you for your first paying gig? So I signed my first contract on my 15th birthday. Um, so I got scouted when I was 14 and then started professionally, like making money at it when I was 15 and I did it all throughout up until now. And I'm 32 now. So it's been a long run. Right. Um, but it was cool. Like I, you know, it helped pay for my college. Um, I was traveling all over the country. I, my parents, fortunately and unfortunately at the time I was very upset, but they forced me to go to school to go to university after I graduated instead mm. of going to model overseas. And at the time I thought it was the end of the world, but now, because like when you're younger, your youth is so important. And, you know, to start going overseas at 22 is like, you're so old at that point. So I was really sad, but now I look back and I cannot thank them enough for forcing me to do that because now I have a degree that I still haven't used to this day, but it's their degree. What's your degree for? Broadcast journalism, actually. Oh, no way. Yeah. So I I got a job at Fox News um, just as like an intern. And then once I finally graduated, I went over to Greece and Milan and South Africa. Interesting. So is that something that um, will be down the road for you? Yeah, I would love to. I would love to go into golf, obviously. Um, I mean, I love hockey. I love I love all sports and I just mm. like being in that environment. So any sort of sports broadcast journalism, I would love. Um, and I think that's definitely a good stepping stone for, I mean, I'm still modeling, but I would like to transition more into the, the media side for sure. Right. Are, are you going to be like the tw 22 million people that started up a podcast this month? Are you, are you going <laughs> to start up a podcast and bring famous friends and stuff on? And uh, maybe, I don't know. I, so right now I just like doing all my friends podcasts. Yeah. It's more fun. Entertainment guests of the Toddcast podcast are powered by Tomes, where quality sleep matters. Find out more at tomes.com. That's T A U M M H O M S.com. Not ready to sing this song. They say the writings on the wall.
absolute riff masters. They are called Dead Quiet, and that's a song from their latest album, Truth and Ruin. The song is called Forever Unsung, and you can check out our Twitter account right now for the world album premiere as we go track by track through the songs, listening and talking with their singer, Kevin. I love that band, Dead Quiet, and one of my favorites of the last decade to be completely honest. Hey, big thanks to this week's guests, uh, Bad Cop, Bad Cop, Jenny Cotterell. Thank you so much for jumping on Zoom, shooting the shit. Nice job with the latest album. You guys absolutely rule. Sportsnet 650 host, NHL 2021 play-by-play commentator, James Sabolski, of course, big love, always buddy, great to hang. Look forward to tipping back a, a few once COVID takes a hike. And model and golf influencer, Katie Carney, thank you so much for hitting a Zoom with us as well. Love your presence on social media. Appreciate you taking the time. That is going to do it for this episode 238. My name is Todd Hancock. Thank you so much for listening. If you like what you heard, please tell your friends about us. If you didn't, tell me. I'm going to fire everybody on staff. You can, not really. You can subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and YouTube. We're also heard on the Dean Blundell Network out of Toronto at deanblundell.com and the Boot Crew Media Network out of New Orleans at bootcrewmedia.com. Spell crew, K-R-E-W-E bootcrewmedia.com you can comment and rate the podcast as well of course that helps out search it out through Toddcast podcast a huge thanks to all of our wonderful sponsors we straight up we couldn't do it without their support you can find links to all sponsor websites at toddhancock.ca if you'd like to sponsor the podcast with your business you can for as little as 10 bucks a day there's contact info at the homepage. if you help us find a sponsor we'll give you a commission based on the ad buy so keep that in mind if you know a business that understands outside-of-the-box advertising, let them know about us. Till next week, don't be an asshole. Nobody wants to be around that. Have fun, play hard, and most of all, believe in yourself. The Toddcast Podcast. Keep in touch with Todd through Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and bookmark toddhancock.ca. 